It is time, everybody, for the web news. The web news is going to be something that you've probably heard a bunch about so far. Uh, what is going on with the stock market? We got GameStop, BlackBerry, AMC, big old situation. I'm sure you've heard a bunch of it. Game stonk, as some people say, says the meme suggests whatever. Uh, I want to preface all of this by saying that uh, uh, Mike and I uh, are not giving any sort of investment advice. None of the things we say in this podcast are, are is investment advice at all. Also, we are not experts in financials, literally, literally in the slightest. I can't even file my own taxes. So please, and I, I'm going to repeat that, please um, take what we say here with a grain of salt. We just wanted to weigh in on this crazy internet frenzy. Mike did the research. Take away the mic, sir. All right. Yeah. And I fully agree with Matt. We're not giving any sort of advice. Uh, don't take this as advice. And also know that like none of this is fully verified or at least not none, but a lot of this isn't fully verified. Uh, there's multiple sources that are kind of pointing at each other. Um, the media is kind of in a frenzy in a sense that like we don't know what to believe. So I'm going to make a lot of inferences. I'm going to make a lot of calls based on what I've read, based on multiple different sources. But know that I also have a little bit of bias. Um, I'm against the venture funds. I'm going to say that right off the bat. So, it, you know, take that as as it is. I'm just telling you right off the bat that there might be some inaccuracies. But I'm, I've done my best to kind of gauge what the situation is to regurgitate it to you. So I'm going to go through it right now. Uh, what's happening right now is, if you haven't noticed, there's some really weird stocks that you might not have even heard of uh, or even thought were stocks are all of a sudden skyrocketing for what seems like not m any reason. And uh, those stocks are mainly GameStop. That's the biggest one, uh, which is, GameStop is a North American retailer that sells games essentially it's a physical retailer so they have a lot of different stores all across north america in malls uh standalone stores in in canada i, I believe they're called eb games um it's the same company so they just sell essentially video games and video game merchandise um they sell those pop figurines and stuff like that as well as well as video game consoles so they're what you would call kind of a dying retailer because, first of all, COVID didn't really help them much. But even before COVID, they weren't doing too well because Amazon uh, was kind of taking over and e-retailers e e e were all the hype, as well as the fact that their customer service, from what I understand, was never on par or very good. And people were kind of angry at them for many different reasons. Um, lately, they've been kind of trying to adjust themselves into something else. Uh, but that's not really important to this story. Like you don't really need to know what GameStop is other than the fact that it's kind of like a dying retailer. Uh, BlackBerry, again, that's, I think everyone knows what BlackBerry is. It used to be a really big company that sold phones. Uh, and now they're kind of migrated to being a smaller company that does more specialized things uh, in terms with like infotainment centers for cars and car electronics and stuff like that. AMC is the large, re large um, theater retailer in the states in the united states i don't think they're present in canada or anywhere else in the world i could be wrong on that but they, I they were present in canada there was one amc in the in the mississauga slash toronto area which is sort of near us um but it was sold to cineplex cineplex is sort of like the big the big uh theater company out here now whether there's other amcs i'm not sure and also one thing about blackberry is they also do trucking software antivirus software and 
um, auto driving car software as well. Yeah, they're doing like niche things. They're they're not so much a, gen- a consumer brand anymore at all, um, but they're still definitely pretty big in some of these niche things, actually. Um, so they're they're still kind of relevant in that sense. And AMC, obviously, again, theaters, movie theaters. So these things weren't exactly hot stocks and all of a sudden they exploded. And what was happening was that Reddit, Reddit users on a subreddit called Wall Street Bets, found out and organized and bought these stocks, causing them to skyrocket. Now, why did they do that? How did they know to buy these stocks for them to skyrocket? Well, because they were seeing public information available to them showing that venture capital firms were actually betting on these stocks to lose money. So betting on them to go down. So And they were betting on them to go down a lot. Like we're talking over 100% on GameStop. I'm not exactly sure on the numbers on BlackBerry AMC, but it's also pretty high. Um, they were betting on these on these stocks to go down. And by doing that, the more you'd bet on them to go down, and because it's public information, the more other hedge funds were kind of like, oh, they're betting on them to go down, so we're going to bet on them to go down. And that actually drives the price of the stock down. So they were inherently kind of banding together to drive the price down for them to all kind of make money on it. And whether they organized or not, I'm not going to comment on that. But regardless, that's what was happening. They were driving the price down. The more the price drives down, the better their shorts are and the more money they can make when they actually withdraw the short uh, when it goes down to whatever, uh, a, a set amount that, they're sa- that they say they want it to go down to or they think it's going to go down to. Um, I'm not going to get into exactly what shorting is uh, because I've, as much as I've read up on it, I just don't know enough to talk about it. But essentially, the only thing you need to know is it's a company betting against, or it's it's someone betting against the company. Basically, this is how it works. Like I can talk about it really basically. Basically, when you short, you want to you want the stock to go down, and if it goes up, you lose money. And because the stock can go up infinitely, but only effectively go down to zero you can actually lose infinitely. So it's like a bet. And what it is, is you are effectively borrowing a share. And then you're saying that I will pay for it. I will pay for it at a certain date, whatever the agreed date is, or however that works. But there's a date in which you have to pay back. And by that date, you want that stock to have gone down. So if you borrow it at like a dollar, you want it to go down to say 50 cents or something. You want it to be less. But if you borrow it at a dollar and it goes up to two dollars, that's not good because now you're paying at that date. You're paying two dollars a share, not just the, not just the whatever. So like that's the part where I don't really get is like it's it, it's it's definitely something that like I'm never gonna engage in. I'm not big enough, or at least unless I become some huge billionaire maybe or something. Uh, but I just don't understand it fully. But that's basically how it is. You borrow the stock, you want it to go down, and then when the d- day comes, you have to you have to buy the stocks that you borrowed. So obviously you want it to go down. If you if it goes up, you can actually lose money indefinitely because a stock could effectively and theoretically whatever go like up as high as whatever it can. Yes. Um, that's exactly it. And not only, not only do you have to, are you forced to sell at a higher price if it goes up, there's actually another part to it where as it's going up, the money that is above the amount that you kind of shorted at. So if it goes up from $1 to $2, that $1 extra, you have to pay interest on, right? So every time that that. it goes up, yeah, so that's a big thing. Like right now, these companies, and I'll get to it in in a second, right now, these companies are paying billions of dollars in just interest on their shorts. 
So it's not only the fact that they're forced to sell in some cases, and there's a lot of complicated talk where like when they're forced to sell like that, and they're trying to get around or they're trying to skirt around it, but that's irrelevant um, right now. But essentially, they're they're forced to pay the interest, no matter what they're paying that interest. So it's like they're borrowing the money from these companies that all of a sudden are uh, becoming richer and richer and richer, so they have to pay the interest on them. And how this happened was, again... Reddit, Reddit, Wall Street bets saw this and started investing like crazy. The stock market saw that someone's investing and the price started going up. And because the price started going up, these shorters, like this, these massive amounts of uh, venture capital funds that were shorting it, all of a sudden had to start either selling uh, or selling their shorts or buying back the, the stock or whatever, however the hell that works, and causing the price to skyrocket even more. So this, like, it was kind of like, you know, putting gas on, on a fire and all of a sudden these stocks that are really, I mean, realistically shouldn't be worth that much based on their trajectory, their actual like re, like trajectory. It's not, it, it, it definitely isn't worth that much. They were all of a sudden being hot commodity stocks and going up through the roof. Like I think GameStop started at what, like 15 bucks or something like that or 10, I don't know. It was really low and it shot up to, I believe a peak at 400 or 500. Regardless, it's, it's, really. it's been, yeah, it was, I think they were, I don't know, it was like they were trying to get it down to four or something. Um, they were trying to get it down to like a stupidly low level. Um, and it was pretty low. I can actually just like pull it up here. Yeah. Pull, um, pull if we're going to talk about like specific stocks. So I'm on the investing.com Canadian version mm-hmm. of the site. Looking at the GameStop Corp GME symbol right now. I'll just say the date and time because markets change all the time. As a recording this, it is February 3rd, 2021, 4.41 approximately p.m. Eastern Time. And the 52-week range is $2.57 uh, to $481.99. And 57 cents to four, thousands of percent. The one-year change percent, if you want that, again, at this time and all this stuff changes – at this time is 2,178.48%. Yeah, so that's insane. Like, that's unheard of and insane and all that. So anyway, once Reddit started to pile on uh, and that started going up, the venture capital firms seemingly started to panic and approached re, uh, re, uh, sellers of stocks like Robinhood. So Robinhood is a application, again, only available in the United States that allows a consumer to buy stocks without having to pay fees. They do this by uh, charging a little bit extra for each transaction. So they're making pennies on each transaction. Uh, so they charge more on the actual stock price rather than charging you like a 10 or $5 fee, like a traditional uh, stock reseller. Yeah, like a brokerage, like I have a brokerage, like yeah, I go, I go through a bank and I pay $9.99 Canadian um, whenever I buy or sell, I believe as well. Yeah, so they, they take away those fees by, you know, charging like extra pennies on each and every transaction. Um, so people were buying the stocks through there because that's the easiest and fastest way for you to buy stocks. So even if someone didn't have an account on there, they could sign up and immediately buy stocks. Robinhood cut away the ability for people to buy stocks, but left the ability for people to sell stocks. And this caused the stock to kind of plummet because, again, all the stock is, is that as soon as you start buying more, it goes up. The more people that sell, it goes down. So by limiting the average consumer, which is the main pusher of this stock this, this stock craze, uh, from buying the stock, they, they made it so that the stock actually artificially or, or, or officially started going down. And... There was an uproar. Now, there's been 
like some some information about why Robinhood did this and stuff like that. And it's more to do with their venture capital backed funding cutting them off and being like, we are not processing these trades for you because obviously Robinhood is not itself a venture cat or a stock firm. They're using third party stocks to buy and sell, third party stockbrokers to buy and sell. And uh, those people essentially said, we're not selling any more GameStop to you. And therefore Robinhood had to stop, obviously allowing people to buy GameStop. And that caused a huge uproar. And because of that uproar, even more people piled on. It kept going up. Um, and now there's like this big battle going on between retail investors and venture capital where uh, the battle is like retail investors are holding their purchases or most of them are or some of them are hoping that the price will go back up and cause cause a squeeze, this short squeeze on the venture capitals because they want them to kind of fail. Now, that's like one side of it. There's a lot of people that are just like invested in the stock because they like the stock. And there's a lot of that kind of memeing going around. Like anytime that someone gives advice on the stock, not advice, but any information about the stock, they end it with like, I really like the stock because really when you're an investor in the market, you should be investing in something that you like. And that's part of how the stock market should work. I'm not saying that's how it works. It definitely doesn't. Um, people game it all the time, including and probably mostly venture capital funds. It's it's a it's a it's a complex game, right? It's yes. it's it's the whole thing of like it's the whole thing of like, you know, volume speaks volumes basically here. So it's like if you're a person that has a trillion dollars and you buy a stock that's a dollar and you buy a trillion of that stock, I mean that stock's gonna look really good and then the stock market's gonna go or the price in general will go up but there's there's so many complexities in the stock market where things can go up down betting like short selling betting on it going down like you know there's stuff that it's in the weeds like the layman the person that invests on the side um or just here and there they buy stock hopefully it goes up that's basically it. and then they you know buy low sell high is always the general rule or go and get dividends or whatever you're after um that's kind of where it lies for for sort of the layman, but like for these people, um, big or small that understand the market, you know, it's a game because it is complex and be, and almost anything that is complex generally either can be, you know, exploited or, you know, gamed, or there's just ways to make better, like ways to make money on it or like ways to make money on it that aren't obvious. Um, or like, you know, additional complexities where, I mean, like short selling is is, you know, legal, whatever, but it's as of this time, but like it's also, uh, you know, not obvious to the layman. It's uh, most people would be like, oh, I need to buy like I'll buy this company at one dollar and I'll sell it at two. That sounds good. Right. But. The market's all more complex on, so, under the surface, so that's why people, you know, that's how things get. Kind of changed around. So there's also an aspect of it that like regular retailers, like retail investors, as as we're called at this point, uh, don't have access to all the tools that like a brokerage would have. I don't know if we we have the ability to short a stock, unless we are uh, registered like um, brokerage or something like that. I think that you have to make a contract with someone to buy a stock to to short a stock, and it's a whole process. Uh, whereas like we can't we couldn't do it through like an app. I mean, I I don't, yeah, I don't know all that stuff. Like, I know that, like, I kind of know very roughly that it's like, okay, I have a, like, I have a bro, like, my brokerage is not Robinhood or anything like that. It's a bank. I'm not going to get into the details of it. And I'm, and again, I'm just talking in what I see. I'm not actually in 
intelligent in this method in this way. I don't have I'm not versed in this. Um, but basically it's like if I I go to my brokerage and, and like I say I want to buy 10 of something or I want to buy one stock of something or sell something, they charge me $9.99. I'm actually not sure if they charge me on selling. I think they might, but I, it's been a while since I've sold anything. Um, but um it's $9.99 to buy, and then they go to some other person, um, which is like effectively and not always, but like effectively it's someone on the floor. So, you know, like the classic people on the floor screaming and yelling in the stock market, that doesn't happen so much today. It does still happen, but not so much just because of electronics. But they basically go to someone like that and say, hey, I need to I want to buy this. So you're like, my customer wants to buy this. What are you selling it at? And then they'll then they'll fill the order. And it happens really, really quick. It's not like it's not like actually like a physical negotiation in general when I talk like it's not like I have to go to Mike, who's like, let's say Mike's on the wall on Wall Street's floor. Uh, like literally in the room and I'm like, Hey, I want to buy 10 of, I don't know, st- stock a, let's just say stock a to keep it neutral. So I want to buy 10 of stock a, whatever it is, just some random company. Uh, and I go to Mike and I say, Hey, I want to buy stock a stock a its value is $9. Mike, Mike's, uh, Mike's ask price. So there's a bid and an ask the bid price. I think it would be nine in that case. And then the ask price is whatever Mike wants to sell it at. So Mike's like, my ask price is $9, 10 cents. And then I say, okay, I'll buy it. But I do that through my brokerage. So like I go onto my app or I go onto my web app and I say, I want to buy 10 of this. And then I pay the $9, $9.99. And then the brokerage goes, you know, all behind the scenes and goes and fills the order effectively with with I forget forget what the title is called, but it's effectively the person on the floor, I believe. Um, again, I might be missing a step. Obviously, I don't know the proper names, but that's generally how I understand it. So, like, this is where the complexities is why I even mentioned this. This is where the complexities get in there because, you know, short selling, like Mike's saying, like, whether it's a contract, whether it's this, whether it's that, it's a whole thing. Like, even though you on your app are just pressing buy, as far as I understand it, it always has to go through that procedure of going effectively to whatever that person agency or whatever it is that's quote unquote on the floor, whether they're actually there or digitally there or whatever. That's why there's a bid and an ask price, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, I believe it's all managed digitally. But yeah, it's it's essentially that it's it's some it's something on the floor, a company that's on, like trading on the stock exchange, like locally in New York. Um, if you're buying a New York stock and uh, they're fulfilling your order, it's all done automatically. And, well, there's some know. there's some people that love the game and they are on the floor when they can be. I don't know whether they can be with COVID, but there are people that like there are the people that wear the headsets and scream and yell and people are freaking out and running back and forth to each other and doing hand signals. And I don't think so. I don't I think uh, Wall Street floor has been closed for like years. Well, I don't know. Like I read. I read that like apparently well I don't know whether it was Toronto then I don't I don't know if that's I don't I don't know whether it's open or not all I know is that the last I heard of it was that you know before you kind of like that like like everything was more physical back then right analog like before the internet and so obviously more people would be on the floor uh people buying over the phone or however it would work but um in general in general like obviously it's lessened but I always thought that it was open like there's just some people that are as far last time I heard, and again, I'm not like looking this up every day. Last I heard, it's just there's just some traditionalists that just like to be on the floor. But I I I, I don't maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's semantics, right. and that could be the Toronto Stock Exchange true because yeah. there's one there. I I don't know. Like to be to be totally 
100 percent honest. I don't think anyone's yelling and screaming anymore, though. <laughs> like I think that that those days are over. Um, I know right now with COVID, I've just looked it up. It, there's no one on the floor. I mean, that it's, makes it's, sense. Yeah, though. It's, all, it's all electronic trading. So, but like, regardless. is it still open? Did you did you? I, I'm looking at it like it said, like because of COVID, they've temporarily transitioned to electronic trading. So I guess yeah, so it was there you go. Still yeah, open. so there would be still yeah. people there now. There again, whether open. how much they yell and scream and do yeah. hand signals, but there are modern pictures, you know, within the last 10, 15 years of people doing like the hand signals and screaming and yelling. And if I was on there, I'd be, I'd be, it'd be real bad. I would, I would live to like 35 because I'd be screaming and yelling and throwing stuff around and pens would be everywhere. It'd be real bad. Yeah. Be I think in the last five years, I think like I've, I've looked at pictures and it was like almost empty. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's in, the like, traditionalist, right? Yeah, it's out just, of like 2009, like 2009 was still, they were still going crazy in 2008 during the crisis. Like people were still going crazy on the floor for sure. Cause you met, it, it's literally like, imagine you sitting there in an airport and you see all the flights get canceled and people like yeah. you hear like the, oh, yeah. like whatever. It's literally like everyone seeing their money disappear. Yeah. If like, if, if the, if the, the market crashes and then everyone starts freaking out. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, um, that's kind of the overlay of what's happening with the stock. So right now, it's still pretty high considering where it was at least, uh, but it definitely did crash. Um, and there's many reasons that people are speculating for that. People are saying that the hedge funds are like doing this thing called the ladder attack, going back and forth, selling selling to each other uh, to drive the price down. Um, there's still the reason of a lot of these applications, not only Robinhood, I, I don't want to name any other ones, but there's a lot of these applications uh, that for buying stocks have limited the amount you can buy or canceled uh, any orders or like literally don't allow you to buy any of these stocks. Um, so there's still that hurdle. Uh, so there's a lot of like reasons for the stock to be going up and down right now. There's still people on Wall Street bets saying that they've, you know, bet millions of dollars into this. Uh, and, and there is literally millions and millions of dollars being made uh, on like regular people or, or quote unquote regular people are making. I know one guy on Reddit um, invested like, a, you know, just under a million dollars and he came, came away or uh, at one point he was worth 44 million, something like that, like something insane. Um and he's still holding apparently he's lost like 20 million ever since then something like that anyway there's still people fighting the fight and for the most part this is kind of like a thing where they're trying to stick it to the venture capital firms more than making money so a lot of people that go into this if you're going into this you shouldn't think of like of this as something like an investment this is definitely a bet more than anything else. Like hence the hence the Wall Street bet subreddit. Like when people go in there looking for financial advice, that's a ridiculous thing to look for. Literally, uh, the- literally, yeah, literally like form your own opinions when you do this type of thing. Talk to money managers, do whatever you need to do. But like I would not This is this is an investment advice and I would <laughs> always look in multiple places for investment advice like I, w- I always like to read up a fair bit yes so like make sure like like we're not saying join the fight absolutely not saying that this, again this is not investment advice that's what i want that's why i brought that up uh this is just us covering this crazy internet thing that's happening right now um that's basically taking over the internet yep and uh yeah it's happening and it's still it's still going on we don't know how it's going to end um but it's interesting to kind of keep track of i just want to just to clarify about wall street bets again if you're thinking that you can go in there and make a quick buck, please don't. 
Um, that's not what that subreddit is for. It was literally before all this mess. It was literally there to post like stupid memes about the wall about Wall Street and stock markets. People but, people did talk about their big bets and stuff like absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. Whatever. Or uh, they talked about their hands, big bets. as they say, and yeah. stuff like that. They talked about their big bets, but it was mostly people posting like "I've lost a million dollars" or "I've lost three million dollars." Those are the things that were like the most popular things on that subreddit. Uh, it was very rarely people actually saying that they made a bunch of money. Like I said, do your research. Like, just don't be a fool. Like, do, like be do your research. Um, that's it. You know. Yep. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't bet money that you need on. You know, essentially going to a casino. Like, I, I don't see any difference between Wall Street, the Wall Street bets, and going on a going to a casino and putting money on red. Like, the, there's not much of a difference. Some some would argue that the casino is probably so, uh, safer. Although don't. Do I mean, that. I all all I'm all I'm saying is you just gotta just just read like just just uh, do your research because somebody might tap gold anywhere. You know what I mean? But you have to do your research. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's no like that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like because like you're, this is a random message board, so yep. somebody could just post something that they actually researched. Somebody could post something that they did not research. So that's why I'm saying. You know, just like what you're kind of supposed to do with big news stories, check a couple sources, whatever. Like, you know, do your due diligence, talk to a money manager, talk to your bank, whatever. Those type of things. Don't just be going crazy. And also, I would recommend do not bet. Do not like I will not be um, spending money that I don't have. Like, I'm not going to take out a loan and then then put money in the stock market, even if it is a quote unquote safe thing to do for whatever situation I'm in. And again, this is not investment advice. This is just what I do, but I just wouldn't like, just don't go crazy. Like just make sure that you're secure. Don't bet your whole life and then be like, holy frick. Yep. Yep. Um, But yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I think that was a good little sum up of what's going on. Uh, hopefully you found it entertaining. And if you had, if you weren't paying attention now, you know, and we have a couple of sources, um, that I will hopefully put in the Twitter. Usually I tweet the advertisement that like the web news is out. And then I usually as a reply or in the thread or whatever Twitter calls it, I put the links in, um, if I remember. So hopefully we do that. But again, reiterating, this is not investment advice. None of this is investment advice. Please talk to a professional. Please do your own research. Um, crazy situation though. Holy crap. People are being brought in. Memes are being made. Millionaires, billionaires are being made. Uh, crazy. Absolutely crazy situation. Um, nuts. I mean, I don't know how, what else to say. Like now there's a movie coming out about it and like a TV show or something. There should be. And and this is this is crazy. Like this is a big – this is why we covered this. Is like this is web news. <laughs> this is <laughs> like, literally web news. This is literally web news. It sucks that it's such a complex topic and it's so like touchy because like, you know, we can't go out and be like, hey, guys, make sure you only spend $100 and then someone spends $100, loses 20, 20 – well, God knows however much or loses that 100 or loses more due to some crazy thing. You know what I mean? So like it sucks that it's in such a touchy area. Um, but I'll say one thing is that money should be a touchy area. Be careful with it. Do your research. Um, do your research. Get advice when needed. And uh, don't bet money that you don't have. And this is not investment advice. I say that for like the 15th time. But this is not investment advice. None of it is. Um, but I mean that concludes the web news. I hope that uh, you a- enjoyed it. Crazy crazy situation weigh in on it on our 
on our uh, Discord or on our on our social channels. We'd love to hear your thoughts or whether you're in this or you're in the fight or whether you use Wall Street bets or whether you whatever. You want to talk about it, come and uh, hit us up on the socials. And remember, we're on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash HTML, all the things. Check out the tiers. Give that a go. And many thanks to our $3 tier patrons. Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript on YouTube.com slash RabbitWorks JavaScript. Excuse me, Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design on LocalPathComputing.com. Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital on BlueBlackDigital.com. Chris from Self-Made Web Designer on SelfMadeWebDesigner.com. Tim from The Web Hacker on TheWebHacker.com. DL Ford from DLFord.io. Bib Hashdash from Nine Block Media on NineBlockMedia.com. Jason from Geek Life Radio via GeekLifeRadio.com. Feel free to leave a comment or review on the platform that you are listening to this on. And we are signing off.